Welcome in, guys. Farzine Vasugian here with you for another episode of the Chief Zone. We are in week five. Yes, it is the month of October, week five. We are now uh, full-fledged into the NFL season. Uh, hard to believe. Four games already into the season for all 32 teams, and uh, this will be the first week where we see uh, some teams with a bye week. Four teams will have a bye. The Chiefs will not be one of those four teams. They will be one of the 28 teams continuing to play uh, on uh, for week five. So very exciting matchup. I'm excited for this matchup here. It's going to be the Chiefs against the Minnesota Vikings. We will talk about that a lot to get into with that game and uh, kind of an interesting matchup there. So uh, we'll uh, get into that. We'll, we'll, we'll break that down. I'll get, give you guys my prediction for that game as well. Uh, obviously, we'll do that a little later on. We'll do our week four roundup, give you guys my thoughts from some of the biggest stories from week four. Week five, I'll give you guys uh, some of the games I'm keeping an eye on. Should be uh, some fun uh, as we got some interesting matchups as we do each and every single week. Uh, we'll also go back a little bit and talk about that New York Jets game. The Kelsey brothers on their podcast, the New Heights podcast. Um, Jason Kelsey had a very interesting comment he made about officiating in general i think that is definitely something we need to bring up on the podcast uh he definitely shut down a lot of crybabies over the uh waning moments of that uh sunday night football game against the chiefs so we'll get into that in a moment later on and it'd be, it'd be nice if i was more prepared and have my uh, phone on silence uh also we will talk about the kelsey brothers on their podcast they they uh, talked about the whole Taylor Swift coverage. I wasn't really sure if they would really elaborate on that because it seemed like Kelsey did not want to get into that. But they did talk about how the NFL is kind of going a little wild with this. They said that they are overdoing it. And the NFL did respond to the Kelsey brothers uh, in their comments. We'll get into that. I'll do that at the end of the show because I know not everyone wants to hear about the whole Taylor Swift thing. So we'll do our game breakdown, all that good stuff, all that jazz. And then I'll talk about the whole Kelsey brothers responding to the Taylor Swift uh, coverage uh, at the end. So if you want to dip out a little early, uh, you, we'll give you that option. Whatever it is you want to attend, SeatGeek has it. If you guys want to catch a Chiefs game, whether you live in the Kansas City area, you want to go to a local college game, KUK State, Missouri, one of those teams, or you want to catch a concert, maybe in your neck of the woods, the baseball playoffs are going on, go to SeatGeek.com. And if you're a first-time customer, use my promo code FARZINE. You will get $20 off your first purchase from SeatGeek.com using the promo code FARZINE. Go to SeatGeek.com, use the promo code FARZINE, and get yourself $20 off for your next event. That's $20 off using the promo code FARZINE at checkout at SeatGeek.com. All right. Dan asks, what happened to all the Bengals fans that used to troll this page? The same exact thing, Dan, that happened to Raiders fans that used to troll this page last year. Remember Raiders fans last year? Oh, it's our year. We're going to we're going to dominate. We're going to kick Kansas City's ass. All that good stuff. And then they just disappeared. Um, 
I posted a, a, a graphic, a graph of when Raiders fans pay attention to football. It starts in like the off season and in, in, in August and then September, October, November, December just goes down. Um, in week one, Raiders fans were paying very well attention because they were uh, in sole possession of first place of the AFC West because Lord knows uh, week one is when you determine who's really going to win the AFC West. And uh, ever since week one, Raiders fans have been nowhere to be found. So if any of you guys are out there, uh, if you guys uh, see a Raiders fan, call 911. Let them know that they have been found or that they're around because i heard that they are trying to find raiders fans a lot of missing raiders fans right now so uh pretty interesting jim says funny how mahomes can play on one leg and burrow can't boy you guys are you guys are here to, to troll Bengals fans and too bad Bengals fans are not here to defend themselves where are they i mean they used to be all over this page yeah you guys are right um that's great though that's great uh, but yeah, let's not, uh, I'll get into the Vikings a little, or excuse me, the, uh, Bengals a little later. Actually, we'll do it in our week four, uh, roundup. We'll start that right now. Hey, keep the comments coming. Uh, I appreciate those of you who are watching and listening live on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, please comment, subscribe, follow all that good stuff greatly helps me out. So, uh, if you guys haven't done so already, please do all of that. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast version, Hey, you're free to do that as well. If you miss any part of the live portion, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, wherever, uh, let's go into the week four roundup because I think there were some interesting storylines from week four. Uh, the Lions continuing their dominance, and we're going to go in order here. Uh, I thought the Packers would have at least competed in this one. They kind of did towards the end, but the Lions just ran away with it towards the end. The Dolphins, uh, kind of a surprise showing, had a good first quarter competing with the Bills, but the turnovers were an issue. Josh Allen and the Bills were just too much for the Dolphins to handle. And I think this game showed that, listen, the Bills had that horrible game in week one where they were just turning the ball over. And then in uh, week four, the Dolphins, who looked like the invincible team, they were stopped in their tracks. And I think, if anything, we've learned that everyone is beatable. The Chiefs are certainly beatable. The Dolphins are beatable. The Bills are beatable. Um, anyone and everyone, certainly on their uh Worst day, even on their best day at times, can still uh, fall uh, short and be defeated. Um, there are teams that have played their best performances, uh, but have still come away with losses at times. I think a lot of people felt that way about the Jets uh, this past Sunday night. So very interesting to see the Jets, or excuse me, the uh, Dolphins and how they performed in that game. The Broncos got their first win, needed to rally a comeback against the Bears, but got the job done. Still a lot of question marks with Sean Payton, Russell Wilson and the rest of that team right there. I'm very curious about the Browns. They laid an egg once again, 28 to three against the Ravens. Um, I just don't, I, I'm seeing some inconsistency with Deshaun Watson. I don't know if the time away from football dealing with all the legal matters. I don't know how much that has played a role in all of this, but um, he certainly has not had a very easy time since coming back to the NFL. Uh, the Bengals and the Titans, this one was a blowout. This one was not even a contest. The Titans scored 21 points in the second quarter. All they put up was a field goal, but that was far more than enough to uh, To give you an idea. Derrick Henry threw a touchdown pass in this game. Joe Burrow has only thrown two in four games. And by the way, they all came in the same game in week two. I think it was against the Ravens. Uh, both of them were second half touchdowns. This Bengals team, and I'll get to them in, uh, when we do our uh, week five preview. 
for some of the key games. I, I mean, what is going on with this? How much is that injury really playing a role? Are they forcing him to play it? Is he forcing himself to play through this? But the way they're looking with the offensive line and everything going on with that football team, this is not at all a good look. You pay all that money to your quarterback. You pay a lot of money to Orlando Brown. Bengals fans have been saying all year long that their offensive line issues have been solved. Not quite. Joe Burrow's taking a step back. It's funny because Bengals fans, after week after week two, I should say, they said Mahomes was not shit without Kelsey. Well, Burrow has all of his targets, and he is not looking good at all. This is the second time in the first four weeks the Bengals have not put up a touchdown. This is not a very good look for this Bengals offense right now. Even there, even on Monday Night Football against the Rams, I think it was, they're up by 10 with five minutes to go, and their fans are booing. Like, the, <laughs> what is going on in good old Cincinnati? I don't know. Uh, Rams have been a little inconsistent, but they came away with the win in this one. The commanders, boy, I got to say, give credit to them. And I know Jason Kelsey gave them a lot of props. He said that they were able to do some things that no one else has been able to do against the Eagles this year, uh, forcing overtime right there, that long field goal to win the game. And, uh, that was, um, that was a pretty big win for the Eagles staying undefeated against the commanders, uh, commanders who were looking to make it two years in a row with a win over the Eagles. Uh, Vikings got their first win of the season. Did not look pretty early on, but they figured it out as they uh, overcame some obstacles to beat the winless Panthers and pick up their first win. Of the Someone's, oh, had to go in that one because um, uh, they were both winless to, uh, to go into that game. Uh, AFC West game, Chargers and Raiders. Khalil Mack came very close to breaking Derek Thomas single game sack record. This was a really weird game. Honestly, terrible coaching decisions by both sides. This was like one where, you know, whoever lost honestly deserved to be fired. They just did. Um, it turned out the Raiders lost this one, but they still kept Josh McDaniels. I don't know how much longer they're keeping him. I saw the video of Mark Davis getting confronted by Raiders fans. Not the prettiest look. And he, he was kind of like in a, in a very open area. I could not imagine Clark Hunt, being in a place where fans have such easy access to him. Now, with the Chiefs today, I don't think it would be a big concern because there are more reasons to be happy than frustrated with the Chiefs. Uh, but if this was 2012, I could not imagine Clark Hunt putting himself in the open like that, so close to these fans. Uh, Cowboys and Patriots. The Cowboys just put a beating on the Patriots, giving Belichick his worst loss ever. Um. I've been saying it for a while. This is going to be Belichick's last year coaching. It has to be. I, th I think, you know, uh, he's 71. He's at that point now. It's time to hang it up. Um, I think this is going to be his final year. And I think it'll be the last year for Mac Jones, too. He has not looked good whatsoever. Um, would not shock me if the Patriots end up hiring McDaniels to be their head coach next year. Would not shock me one bit. Uh, and then Monday Night Football was interesting. Seahawks-Giants was a boring one because the Seahawks blew them out. But, uh, you know, kind of got chippy in this one. Um, I can't remember who it was. The safety for the Seahawks who lashed out at one of the doctors uh, while he was, I think, in like the concussion protocol or something. Um, Jamal Adams, that's who it was. Uh, he came over in a trade from the New York Jets. Um, that was very interesting. The league, uh, word got out today that the league is considering serious disciplinary action against Jamal Adams. He did put out an apology shortly after that came out. So timing of that is, uh, is very interesting 
to, to say the least. But nonetheless, um, those are certainly some of the top stories from week four. Week five games. Uh, we start Thursday night, Chicago at Washington. I'm obviously going to keep an eye on this game very closely because I really want to see what Eric Bieniemy can do. I think Eric Bieniemy, outside of that Bills game, has done a fantastic job with this football team. How many offensive coordinators can do the job that Eric Bieniemy is doing with Sam Howell as their quarterback? I don't know if a lot of people could do that. And I think Eric Bieniemy, yeah, sure, he had to prove himself away from Andy Reid, Mahomes, Kelsey. I, fine, I get that. Um, I don't think it's his fault, but I, I, I suppose that's a, a fear that owners don't want to deal with. Um, yet they hire coaches like Joe Judge and Josh McDaniels. Go figure. Um, I, I'm really interested to see how that goes. Obviously, you've got the Bears, so I'm sure it'll be a, a fairly good night for Washington in this game. The Bills will go to London to play the Jaguars. This is the second game in a row the Jaguars are playing in London. Listen, I hate the international series. But the day of, I'm excited because it's 14 hours of almost nonstop football. So I'm always, uh, I'm always uh, g- uh, gonna uh, tune in for that. Never gonna turn that down whatsoever. Titans, Colts, uh, two teams that I've just kind of like been iffy about this year. Uh, I think that'll be a very close showdown uh, for one of the noon kickoff games uh, on Sunday. Miami, New York, uh, the New York Giants, that is definitely an opportunity for the Dolphins to bounce back. The Saints and the Patriots, teams that really need to get going on the winning side of things. Again, the Saints have dropped two in a row. The Patriots just have looked terrible all year. Uh, so I'm curious to see how that looks, uh, how that game goes for uh, for those two. Philadelphia at L.A. I feel like L.A. has been a team that's been inconsistent recently. So I'm curious to see if the Rams can bounce back and try to uh, make some things happen and try to hand the Eagles their first loss of the, se- of the season. I don't think they will, but I'm curious to see how, uh, how they uh, try to go about that. Bengals Cardinals. Oh boy. Um, the Cardinals, obviously not a very good football team, but they do have some under the radar defensive players there. If that Bengals offensive line does not step up, I don't know if this would be viewed as an upset, but man, if they're like, I saw Bengals fans on the uh, Bengals Facebook page right off their own team after the loss of the Titans. If they do not come up with, I don't care if you lose by one or 100. If the Bengals lose this game, just pack it in, pack it up. I, I don't even know what you're doing at this point. You're going to become sellers but for the trade deadline. No question about it. Uh, I have the Bengals winning this one. I, I just can't pick the Cardinals. But I'm also wondering, can the Cardinals do some freaky stuff here and come away with a win? Uh, I mean, there we see funny things in the NFL sometimes. By the way, freaky, right? Uh, Shout-outs to, uh, to that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if, uh, if I have a lot of confidence in the Cardinals, but I also have no confidence in this Bengals offense whatsoever. And then Sunday night should be a very good one. Oh, boy, one of the older NFC rivalries of all time. Dallas-San Francisco should be fun to watch. And then Monday night, Green Bay at Las Vegas. You have uh, you have Jordan Love, who quietly has looked good. People were talking about him the first two weeks. Not as much the last two weeks, it feels like. The Raiders, uh, they're the Raiders. I mean, they're just the Raiders, plain and simple. So that'll be uh, fun to watch if you're a Chiefs fan for sure. All right, let's get into uh, Jason Kelsey's comments about Sunday night football because a lot of people 
obviously responding to what happened Sunday night with the call or no call on Sauce Gardner, him and MVS going at it and him being uh, upset about, by the way, actually, you know, let me just, let me just get to this quote right here from Jason Kelsey. Cause I think it is important to go over this. Uh, he says that a lot of people complain about the chiefs getting these late calls that go in their favor. And in the end of it, they win their games. And he says, that's what good teams do. And he's right. Um, he also goes on to say, that the reason people feel that it's rigged or scripted or the NFL's helping the Chiefs. Yeah, the NFL is helping Kansas City of all markets. Kansas City is the city that they want to promote more than any of any of the other teams. Yeah, not the Chargers, not the Raiders, and good old Las Vegas, Viva Las Vegas, not the Jets, not the Giants. Um not the Miami Dolphins, the, the the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the team Roger Goodell just sat in the meeting room when they uh, were going over the script. Oh, yeah, Kansas City, that team over all these other markets. Um, but Jason Kelsey says the reason people always feel this way is because the Chiefs win more often than not. And unfortunately for the Jets, you know, by the way, Jason Kelsey says it. Read the... Um, Read the uh, second to last line right there. There were other calls throughout the game that didn't go the Chiefs' way. Yeah, he's right. The Jets were given nine points. The safety call, which should not have been a safety. The face mask started at the one-yard line. And then the, uh, what was it? The uh, horse collar penalty? That was not a horse collar penalty. It was a collar penalty, not a horse collar, though. And their rules expert even said that. Uh, and also, the face mask was missed on that same play. Uh, that was a huge shift uh, in terms of yardage in favor of the Jets. Um, so, listen, and by the way, I remember the first time the Chiefs and Bengals, play, Burrow and Mahomes played, a lot of Chiefs fans online were complaining about the officiating, and I was one of the people online saying, look, we can't sit here and mock 49ers fans for crying about the referees when... Chiefs fans were doing the same thing after that game, especially when they blew a big lead against the Bengals in that game. Um, by the way, remember the Titans playoff loss, Alex Smith's final game as a Chief, where you had that BS forward progress that they gave to Marcus Mariota against Derek Johnson, which to this day, I still have no idea how that was forward progress. Makes zero sense whatsoever. So they got three points out of that. Um, and then some people thought that forward progress was called too soon. I disagree uh, where Marcus Peters, I can't remember if Marcus Peters forced the fumble or recovered it and ran all the way back to the other end zone on the two point try attempt. Um, and I was telling people, look, the Chiefs were up by 18 points in that playoff game at halftime. You can't blame this loss on officiating when you blew an 18 point lead. And I got destroyed for this by Chiefs fans after the game. It's like, man, listen, you guys, I, I will criticize referees and say if a, if a game was poorly officiated, but I will never blame a game on officiating. I hate when fans do that on sports. Um, and by the way, 
It's funny how it works because when uh, a team gets away with calls, the fans will never acknowledge getting away with calls. Look at Robert Sala. He was chuckling when the Jets got away with some stuff Sunday night. And then one big missed call right there that went against the Jets and Robert Sala is pissing his pants and walking up to the referee after the game or close to after, close to the end of the game, I should say, and gets penalized for it, which I think is funny. Look, bad calls happen. I remember um, uh, when I was a kid, my parents would sign me up for uh, basketball camps, and I went to Johnson County Community College's uh, basketball camp, and uh, Zach Roman, really nice guy. He was a longtime assistant coach for, uh, for JCCC's um, uh, basketball team there. Uh, really nice guy, too. Um, I remember he said something that just have always stuck with me. I remember, you know, when we were uh, scrimmaging, a lot of kids were complaining about missed fouls because the uh, the players who were helping out with the camp, they would serve as the referees to uh, to help keep things uh, in control. And obviously there were some things that were missed. And the uh, the coach uh, pulled everyone aside, uh, pulled everyone together and said, look, you guys are all complaining about fouls. We deal with missed calls or bad calls in games and it's not fun, but we. We deal with it, and we just have to overcome it. Um, that's one thing that's always stuck with me. And I think in sports, so many times when fans deal with a loss, they don't want to blame it on their favorite players. Listen, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, we love those guys, but they are not above criticism. I mean, there have been a couple times out there, uh, not often, but still a couple times out there where Mahomes and Kelsey have been culprits for this team uh, that have led to losses. And listen, Mahomes is always the first person to uh, to take blame for a loss and give credit to his teammates whenever they they win football games. Uh, Kelsey, uh, a couple of times, the uh, game against the Colts where he dropped a, a pass in the end zone, or yeah, a pass in the end zone, and also in that Bengals regular season game where he fumbled when the Chiefs were up. Um, and, and you know he owned up to that to those things in, on his podcast. My my, my point is, I, I just hate when and I, again, Bengals fans do this all the time, right? They constantly bring up the AFC Championship. Oh, you got you got the fifteen yard pedal. Well, that was correctly called, and they, and they always bring up the the imaginary fifth down, even though they explained why that happened. They don't ever want to acknowledge it. By the way, in Week One, the Bengals got a fifth down. Now, I know the week one and the AFC championship are two different things, but it doesn't change the fact that you still got a fifth down. Oh, and by the way, you still got your ass kicked in week one by the Browns. So uh, it's always interesting how that dynamic works out there. Um, Eagles, I mean, the, 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 they they still complain about the, uh, the, the Bradbury call. Oh, it wasn't called all game long. Really? You're trying to tell me the NFL officiating is inconsistent? Are, are you new to the NFL or something? Um, I always find it funny when people complain about that stuff. Here's my message for all of you who think that the NFL is rigged in favor of the Chiefs. If you truly believe, and, I, and I'm saying this, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm, I'm being serious when I say this. If you truly believe that this game is rigged towards the Kansas City Chiefs, why the fuck are you watching this sport? Why are you still watching? This would be like me Complaining about a TV show I don't like and that for whatever reason I still watch. Okay, let, let me tell you this. There's a I don't. OK, I'm, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite here, but I'm trying to make a point. When I don't like something, I just don't talk about it. I move on to things that I actually like and care about. If you had to ask me, Farzee, what's a TV show you absolutely despise? You know, what's the dumbest television show out there. The Bachelor. OK, 
Here's if someone if you don't know what The Bachelor is, which I think you all do. The Bachelor is a show where uh, one man or one woman just depends on the the season, uh, whether it's The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. They uh, get 25 women or 25 men. And each week you eliminate a few and you try to narrow it down and you propose to one of them. Uh, And you go on these unrealistic dates that are at all not realistic. Um, here's the, here's the object of the show. You're making out and having sex with one person. All right. Hey, you were great. Yeah. Okay. Next. Like that's the show. That's so stupid. I don't even know why women like that show and some men out there. I mean, sure. I guess there's an entertainment value when people get all catty and jealous. But anyway, my point is I don't like that show. Guess what I do? I don't watch that show. I move on and actually watch shows that I like. Um, for people who complain about how things are rigged, if you truly believe the Chiefs are rigged, why don't you put up money on DraftKings or FanDuel or wherever on the team that's supposedly, you know, in favor of winning all these games? You won't. You won't do it because, you know, you're just talking out of your ass and you're just looking to complain and cry because that's the easy thing to do. It's much simpler that way. Nobody wants to acknowledge, oh, well, Zach Wilson fumbled, and even then, they had a chance to close out the game, but they didn't, and the Chiefs, uh, they got hosed nine points, but we want to blame it on the refs anyway, that they won. Like, make it make sense. And by the way, I'm telling you right now, all these people who complain about officiating, they're going to watch Thursday Night Football on Prime. They're going to watch the Sunday morning game in London. They're going to watch all these noon and 305, 325 kickoff games. They're going to watch Sunday Night Football. They're going to watch Monday Night Football acting like as if they never complain about officiating in the first place. Listen, I agree. Officiating is terrible. We're in the year 2023 with 4K HD TV, OLED camera, quality cameras. And for whatever reason, we don't have a an organized replay system to review some of these things. And I know the complaints are that games will take forever. Look, um, I'm all for games taking longer if it means getting the call right. Now, with that said, all 32 teams deal with bad calls. I mean, I I posted a screenshot of the missed calls or bad calls uh, that went against the Chiefs. Um, But again, people just want to focus on the one call towards the end of the game. Listen, I get, but by the way, let me, um, let me give you one more example and then we'll move on here because I think you guys get the idea, but here's the biggest uh, in my opinion, silliest complaint of officiating. Remember the NFC championship game, the same year the Chiefs played the Patriots in the AFC title game, the Saints and the Rams. The Saints got hosed on a pass interference call or pass interference no call, I should say. But then in the same game, the Saints yanked Jared Goff's face mask and they did not get called for it when they should have. And in the same game in overtime, the Saints won the coin toss. Look what happened. Drew Brees throws an interception. The Rams going to win the game. But what do they do? The owner comes out. The fan base comes out. And everyone is blaming the refs. Even though they got away with a egregious face mask. And they won the coin toss in overtime. They're still choosing to blame the refs. See my point here? There are so many factors that come with wins and losses in football games. It's not just the referees. Yeah, the referees are bad at their jobs. I think they should have more referees on the field, uh, more umpires, side judges, whatever needs to be done to help reduce some of the load. 
So that way everyone can focus on just a small section, but uh, improve the replay system, but they're not doing that. The NFL's not doing it. And Roger Goodell says that officiating is the best it's ever been. So if you want to complain about that, go complain to the NFL league offices. Um, they have their contact information online. I'm not going to make it public. I'll let you use Google and find it. So you get the idea. Um, I, I just hate when people choose the easy route and complain about the referees because they're too lazy to actually understand what really happened in a game. To another sponsor of ours, Manscaped. Football season is back, and you know what that means. Touchdown dances, Sunday tailgates, and epic fantasy showdowns. But fellas, let's not forget the real MVP of the season. Introducing the all-new Beard Hedger Pro Kit by Manscaped, your ultimate luxury beard grooming experience. This kit is your secret weapon for staying sharp on and off the field. Don't fumble this opportunity. Head to manscaped.com and elevate your grooming game with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. You heard that right. 9 million men or 109 MetLife stadiums. So go to manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FARZINE20. The Beard Hedger Pro Kit is a grooming powerhouse built for precision and style, just like your favorite quarterback. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FARZINE20 at manscaped.com. Once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FARZINE20 at manscaped.com. Your grass is not artificial. Keep it shaved with Manscaped. All right, back into the show here. Um, so I was talking about, you know, what show I don't like. My mom is watching. Shout out to my mom. Just be thankful you didn't say Game of Thrones. Okay, guys, my life's been crazy. I have not had a lot of free time. Um, my mom has been badgering me for years to be watching this show. She says I, that I should like it. Um, especially because it, like, it gets a lot of comparisons to Final Fantasy. And I'm a huge fan of that. Apparently Final Fantasy 16 is like Game of Thrones and just different. Um, Christopher says Bachelor is trash. Um, Levi says Game of Thrones is boring for me. Oh, okay. Well, damn. All right, you get the idea with all of that um, uh, that that rant I went on there. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on and talk about. Uh, let me uh, spend some time. I completely forgot to put this in the rundown, but you guys have uh, been talking about it in the um, in the uh, chat on Facebook. Facebook, excuse me. Um, so Aaron Rodgers. He goes on Pat McAfee's show as he does every single Tuesday. And uh, obviously the big story was him showing up to the game in crutches and in shades. Uh, also being, you know, in-house with Taylor Swift, all that stuff. And obviously they uh, got his uh, thoughts on the game. And he talks about how, you know, the Jets played well defensively. They didn't let Mahomes have a big crazy game. Uh, he also talks about how Travis Kelsey did not have a big crazy impact in, in the game. But he refers to him as Mr. Pfizer. <laughs> um, oh, oh, boy. Let's open up a can of worms with this one, shall we? Um, obviously, everyone knows, like, the biggest interview Pat McAfee ever had with Rodgers was the Friday before the Chiefs game when Rodgers tested positive for COVID and did not 
could not play in that game for obvious reasons. He was not vaccinated and per NFL rules, you cannot play in games uh, for you cannot be in uh, team facilities, any of that stuff for 10 days. Uh, if you are unvaccinated, that was a rule back in 2021. Uh, again, the recent story that came out about a week and a half ago, Travis Kelsey came out with a Pfizer commercial. Um, and that, uh, that obviously got a lot of reactions. People th- said they're boycotting Travis Kelsey. And then 48 hours later, he has a 400% increase in Jersey sales. Like, I mean, it's always funny how that works out. Um, I mean, listen, I think he's being facetious, but I will say this, uh, Pat McAfee did have a follow-up question and said, oh, Mr. Pfizer, we saw you guys talking before the game and McAfee asked, you know, what, what you guys talk about? And Rogers said, it's probably best we keep it, um, we keep it private. So, huh, that's interesting because he, he was willing to share what he and Mahomes talked about. But he wasn't willing to share what he and Kelsey talked about. Uh, Kelsey on his podcast today, it, it was published today. I don't know when they when they record. Obviously, it, it was before the Aaron Rodgers comment. I would imagine they would have brought this up, but they didn't. Um, Kelsey, uh, he said he actually talked about what they talked about. He said, "Oh, I went over to him." Uh, wanted to wish him well. A few other things, nothing like major, nothing that was worth like bringing up. But I just found it funny how Kelsey was willing to talk about what he and Rogers were talking about, but Rogers was not willing to disclose any of that. Um, I was, I, I, I'm not quite sure. I, I, I'm just not quite sure what um, what the deal was there. But you guys keep talking about Game of Thrones. Okay, Andy says Game of Thrones was awesome. Robert says you will like Game of Thrones, but Vikings is better. I've heard of Vikings. Levi says Vikings with fire. Uh, and Christopher says and Game of Thrones, Lord of Rings with naked people. I, I, I suppose. <laughs> Might be. Um, so, yeah, you guys are um, you guys are uh, are on fire with that. So, anyway, I, I didn't really have much to say about Rodgers. I mean, maybe Rodgers is jealous that Taylor Swift picked Kelsey over Rodgers. Maybe he's mad that State Farm dropped Rodgers for Kelsey. I don't know. Did I say Mahomes? I am going to say Kelsey. Uh, Andy says, are you going to talk about Mahomes not running in that touchdown? Okay. Christopher says we should use AI for refs. Oh, boy. Uh, let me go back to Andy's question here about Mahomes not running in. Okay. Um, listen. Do you guys remember 2013 when the Chiefs were playing the Texans in a close game that should not have been close and Derek Johnson recovered a fumble at like the four yard line and he was immediately brought down at the one. And this is like with like less than a minute to go in the game. And so the Chiefs just kneeled the ball rather than covering for uh, for all the betters out there. Uh, so Mahomes obviously slid at like the two one and a half yard line when a lot of people needed him to run it in. Um so here's my thing. I used to be in the media. Um, I believe in journalism integrity, asking good questions. My God, man. Um, there were some terrible questions today. First of all, Adam Teicher, who Lord knows why he even covers football. 
let alone how he's covered the Chiefs for so many years when you know someone better can do it than him. Uh, he asked Mahomes, when you see Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts run the way they do, do you wish you were as fast as them? <laughs> do you wish you had the powers that these w- ringless quarterbacks had? Like, what are you talking about? What, what kind of a question is that? And Mahomes, you can start to tell, like, obviously in the first couple of years with the way Mahomes, like, he skyrocketed to superstar stardom. Um, It was just crazy how that all happened. But now he's at the point where he's like, okay, there's no more Mr. Nice Guy. The fame has already come, and I'm dealing with it. When there's a dumb question, you can tell with the way Mahomes, like, stutters the first couple of words and how he, like delays his response a bit, you can tell it's a dumb question. So that was a really dumb question by Teicher. Uh, Saran Petro, who, let me just say, Saran Petro, I appreciate everything he's done for me. Uh, very early on in this podcast, he was a frequent guest of mine. I, I've just lost touch with him. Um, have not really uh, reached out to him or anything over the past few years. He did give me a shout out and said nice things about me on a show last year uh, when uh, trying to uncover something about a story that came up last year. I'll leave it at that. Uh, but he had nice, still to this day he says nice things about me, so I appreciate that from uh, from Seren. Um, but he asked a question that I was a little surprised by. Uh, so going back to Andy's question, uh, Seren asked, uh, "Did you get any text messages or calls from friends about not running into the end zone?" And Mahomes just kind of like he just kind of he didn't say anything for a second. He goes, "Anyone who has my number knows than to not call me about." that um and he left it at that that's all he said it's like man i mean what is with our media um whether it's sports politics whatever i just feel like we we have so many bad questions in the media um it's bad you know what's funny is there are so many people who do blogs and podcasts and they get an opportunity, a rare opportunity, opportunity, excuse me, to interview a player, whether it's a current player or a former player. Man, they ask way better questions than a lot of these journalists do. They really do. And it's kind of embarrassing. Um, how is it that, you know, you have a press credential and you go to all these uh, uh, press conferences and you think like the mo- the most glorious, smartest question is, do you wish you were as fast as these two quarterbacks who don't have a Super Bowl win compared to you? Like, wh- what are you asking? What is the, what is the story that you're trying to get with this? I don't know. I don't get it. Terry says, discuss the horse collar call. Uh, we already did, Terry. Uh, actually, went on a really big rant on that. If you have the capability of rewinding, whether it's on here or on Facebook or on YouTube, Uh, Feel free to do that. If you don't want to do that now and listen later, uh, there's always the archived version of the podcast that you can catch later on Apple and on Spotify. So, uh, yeah, apologies, Terry. You're probably late to the uh, to the live stream, which is totally fine. That happens. Um, But uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, I'll I'll leave it where it is. I've already gone over that. (laughs) Christopher says no dumb questions, just dumb people. Yeah, that works, too. Uh, That definitely works. All right. Uh, Let's get right into it. Uh, Chiefs versus Vikings. Uh, now, before we get to the actual game, the trash talk for this game is already in full swing. And again, this was not brought up by the Kelsey brothers because I think they recorded before any of this got out there. Uh, but uh, you have Vikings cornerback Byron uh, uh, Byron Murphy Jr. 
Um, he had a very interesting comment saying that he's going to use Taylor Swift as trash talk against Travis Kelsey. Dude, people don't even know who the hell Byron Murphy is. People have probably had to Google this guy to figure out who he was. Uh, dude, you're one in three. Um, I remember I attended a, a KU game once and KU was playing SEMO, Southeast Missouri State. Uh, I don't know. Is it Southeast Missouri State or Southeast Missouri? I don't know. But that's who KU was playing once. Obviously, KU is a Big 12 school. SEMO is... Um, what is SEMO? I don't even know what, what conference they're in. They are in, according to the Wikipedia, Ohio Valley. Okay? Ohio Valley. That's where they play. Um. Anyway, my point is, I saw K a KU player talking trash against a SEMO player. I'm like, dude, you play in the Big 12 and you're talking shit to a SEMO player? Like, that's not real. That's like... That's like a college freshman um, bragging uh, that he is a better football player than a high school freshman. Like, what are you doing? Come on. Don't be silly. Um, so you have Byron Murphy Jr., who evidently is going to uh, talk trash to Kelsey in this game. So bringing up family. Okay, I mean, I guess when you're newly dating, you're not technically family yet, but this, you're still bringing up someone else's personal life. I don't agree with that. This is obviously the Shannon Sharp method where he brought up Derek Thomas's ex-girlfriend's phone number. Remember that? So I think it's uh, one of those things, obviously, that made DT uh, commit a uh, uh, an offsides or an encroachment penalty, rather. Then the mayor of... Minneapolis, I'm not joking when I say this. If you have not heard the news yet, the mayor of Minneapolis says, quote, it's possible she, referring to Taylor Swift, will have to consult Travis Kelsey after the Vikings beat the Chiefs. But there are plenty of great spots across town for them to go on a date and lift their spirits. Dude, this guy just confirmed that he is a jabroni. So uh, what's his name? Uh, Jacob... Jacob Frey, Jacob Frey, you are a jabroni. Um, have fun with the uh, with the verbal whiplash Travis Kelsey will give you after the game. After he gives a physical whiplash to uh, Byron Murphy Jr. So that'll be a lot of fun. Charlie says uh, McKinnon slid the same way Mahomes did to win the Super Bowl. That is true. And if McKinnon would have scored in there in the Super Bowl, I would uh, I would have. Uh, $4,800 on my parlay from FanDuel. Didn't bitch about it. Enjoy the game. I did win seven or nine fifty. Oh, well, there you go. You still won money. See, man, in-game parlays. This is my first time doing um, betting on a weekly basis. Obviously, got to be very smart with it. Don't bet too much. But, dude, same-game parlays are so hard to do. Um, Really difficult to do. Um, I mean, even just like parlays, just picking teams to win. That is hard enough. I can't, I had a six-game parlay, uh, or a six-team parlay, rather. I had five of the six. Came very close to uh, to a couple hundos there, but I'll leave it at that. None of you guys give a damn about any of that. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, the Vikings are talking shit on the Chiefs. We all know how that thing generally goes. Uh, some good news for the Chiefs, injury-wise. Nick Bolton, who's been dealing with an ankle injury, did not practice for two weeks. Practice today for the first time was limited in practice. Jalen Watson, who practiced last, last Wednesday but did not practice Thursday and Friday and did not play Sunday night against the Jets. 
Uh, he uh, was dealing with a shoulder injury. He returned to practice as well today. Derek Madison was the only one, uh, the defensive tackle, who uh, did not practice. So overall, a really good news day for the Chiefs in terms of the injury front. That is good news. Uh, both teams, as a matter of fact, looking good injury-wise coming into this game. Uh, by the way, before we go any further, Patrick Mahomes can make history in this game. Uh, I mentioned this before the season, but Patrick Mahomes can beat all 31 other NFL teams as a member of the Chiefs if the Chiefs win on Sunday against the Vikings. If you remember in 2018, Mahomes did not play against the Vikings because of the knee injury. Matt Moore filled in and the Chiefs were victorious in that one. Uh, even though there were uh, a lot of um, a lot of uh, Vikings fans that were in attendance for that one, a lot of Chiefs fans sold their tickets because let's be honest, nobody paid money to see Matt Moore. I understand that. Uh, so a lot of Vikings fans took advantage, but they uh, made that travel and um, saw a loss. Hopefully they they got good barbecue though. But Patrick Mahomes has a chance to beat all 31 other NFL teams. Uh, he would be the youngest and fastest player to do so in NFL history to achieve this record, which is a pretty cool record. Mahomes was asked about this today in the press conference, and he actually didn't really seem to care about that. He His response was that he just wants to go out there and win. Um, look, I, I, I think outside of like the prominent accomplishments like MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Super Bowl championships, this has to be like the coolest accomplishment in all of sports. To, be, to, to say that you beat all 31 other NFL teams, that's a pretty cool accomplishment there. I remember Brett Favre when he joined the Vikings and beat the Packers and became the first player to beat all 32 NFL teams. Um, no one had been able to say that at the time. So I thought that was pretty uh, pretty impressive for, um, for Brett Favre to do. It took him a very long time because he played for the Packers for so many years. Uh, hopefully Mahomes never beats... All 32 NFL teams, um, hopefully not. But uh, man, to be able to beat all 31 would be huge. Kirk Cousins can also pick up a, a win against the Chiefs, making it 31 wins against uh, against 31 different NFL teams, but not doing so all with the same team. Obviously, he's played for the uh, for the Redskins, now the Commanders, and switched over to the Vikings at some point. So uh, Mahomes has been able to beat 30 NFL teams as a member of the Chiefs. Cousins has had to do it as a member of two different teams. So pretty impressive for Mahomes and everything uh, he has accomplished. Just adding to his list of accomplishments, which is uh, already very impressive enough uh, for a 28-year-old. Let's talk about the Vikings offense here. Their offensive coordinator, Wes Phillips, his second year as an OC and uh, been a position coach, worked his way up, all that good stuff. Vikings are a pretty good offensive football team. Ninth in total offense, fourth in passing. Uh, not very good at running the fo football. Fourth worst in the NFL in that category, or fifth worst, excuse me. They're right in the middle in points per game. 16th in points per game, scoring 22 and a half points uh, on average. Kirk Cousins is third in the NFL in passing yards behind Tua and uh, Stafford. He leads the NFL with 11 touchdown passes. He leads the NFL in completions of 20-plus yards or more. Justin Jefferson is number one in receiving yards and leads the NFL in first-down receptions. 
So you have all of these good things going for your offense with two with your quarterback and receiver. So you should be pretty good. But the Vikings are one and three. Why are they one and three? Well, they don't do a good job taking care of the football. They just don't. They have a minus eight turnover differential. They lead the NFL in giveaways with 11. Now, the Chiefs are not too far behind. They have eight. A couple of those did come uh, from uh, from their backups when they filled in for uh, Mahomes and the rest of the starters against the Chicago Bears. So a little skewed, but hey, I mean, every team can have skewed numbers like that. So you can't really uh, go into that too much. But uh, the Chiefs, um, not too far behind in the giveaway category with eight, but the Vikings, man, with 11. And here's the thing with the Vikings. All of their games have been one possession games. And I'll get into that a little later on. I've actually talked about this before, uh, but we'll get into it later on. Behind Justin Jefferson, tight end TJ Hawkinson, who became the highest paid tight end not too long ago. He is 44th in the NFL in receiving yards with 203. Not really good when you become the highest paid player at your position, but oh well. Uh, so Jefferson has 33 catches for 543 yards. I mentioned he leads the league in that category and three touchdowns. TJ Hawkinson, 25 catches for 203 yards and a pair of touchdowns. Jordan Addison, not as many catches. 13 has 185 yards, but has been in the end zone twice already this year. KJ Osborne has seen the end zone a couple of times. The running back, Alexander Madison, who is 15th in rushing yards, no rushing touchdowns, but does have a receiving touchdown. By the way, the Vikings are still seeking their first rushing touchdown of the season. So uh, I'd be very intrigued to see if the Vikings try to utilize that, even though their strengths are with the passing game. Um, the Chiefs, not the best run defensive football team in the NFL, as opposed to how, how great they are uh, against the pass. So I'm very curious to see if the Vikings try to mix things up a little bit and try to let their uh, their running back, Alexander Madison, try to handle things as he is trying to fill in for Dalvin Cook, who they surprisingly released this past offseason. I'll tell you a weak link on that offensive line, right guard Ed Ingram, who leads the team in sacks with three allowed, and he's allowed seven pressures so far in the season. So definitely an opportunity for Chris Jones right up the middle uh, get in there and uh, disrupt the pocket and get to Kirk Cousins in this football game. Let's switch over to the Vikings defense, which is not very good to say the least. 20th in total defense, 21st against the pass, 15th against the run, and 19th in points surrendered per game. Their best player, number 99. I always like to point out some numbers uh, of players um, that I think uh, people should keep an eye on on the defense. Number 99, uh, their linebacker, pass rusher, Danielle Hunter, leads the team with five and a half sacks. He's fifth in the NFL in that category. He also leads the Vikings and tackles for a loss with eight. He also leads the NFL in that category. So Jawan Taylor will for sure have his hands full. And I know Jawan Taylor leads the NFL in penalties. Um, we've already gone over that. But in terms of his blocking ESPN has given him a fairly high blocking grade for most of this season. So that'll be a very intriguing matchup there. Jawan Taylor against Daniel Hunter uh, for the Vikings, who, again, uh, one of the league leaders in sacks and obviously the uh, the top man in the NFL when it comes to tackles for a loss. Harrison Smith, longtime safety for the Minnesota Vikings coming out of Notre Dame, uh, had a successful high school career, got so many offers from big name colleges, chose Notre Dame uh, and has been great for the Vikings since then. 
Uh, he uh, he is uh, he has uh, three sacks, second on the team in sacks. He is tied with Raven safety Kyle Hamilton for most sacks among safeties this year in the early goings. Uh, Harrison Smith also has two forced fumbles. Uh, very good cover safety, also a very aggressive physical safety. So this guy all around, I feel like he's one of the more underrated safeties in the NFL, to say the least. Uh, another good safety they have, Cameron Bynum. Leads the team in tackles. Theo Jackson, another safety for the team, has the team's only interception on the season. And I also mentioned uh, the um, the cornerback for the Minnesota Vikings. I, I always talk about numbers. Uh, number seven. So the guy that wants to talk shit to Kelsey about Taylor Swift and all that, that's number seven. So keep an eye on number 99, Daniel Hunter. Um, should be a very intriguing matchup there. And then uh, number seven, Byron Murphy, who... Obviously, he and Kelsey, I guess he's going to try to get under Kelsey's skin. Good luck with that. That'll be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, their kicker, Greg Joseph, he's only kicked two field goals on the season. Interesting, just two in four games uh, for a team that scores a lot. Or I shouldn't say scores a lot, but has a good offense in general. Um, now, they've gone for it often on fourth down. They're not a very good red zone football team either. Um, and if you watch that game against the Chargers in week three, where that was like a... No, I'm trying to lose this game. No, I'm trying to lose this game. Hold hold my beer. Um, and I know, and I didn't mention this in the week four roundup, but Brandon Staley, man, that guy is very ballsy. He goes for it a lot, maybe more than he should. Going for it on his own, like, what was it, 20, 25-yard line? Um, giving the Vikings a chance to steal there, and the Vikings could not capitalize with that short yardage to the, to the end zone. It was just shocking. So the Vikings, yeah, they're, they're a great football team. They know how to move the football. Um, Kirk cousins leads the NFL on touchdown passes. Um, but they're 19 or excuse me, 16th in points per game, which is a surprise. So, you know, it's a very one dimensional team. And I, I just wonder if they would pull some surprises here to try to run the ball more. And again, I mentioned this earlier. I'll say it again. All four Vikings games have been one possession game. So obviously their their record is one and three. Their record in one possession games, same thing, one and three. By the way, I mentioned last year how they were battle tested. I thought that for some reason they were eight and zero in one possession games. They were, I have to look this up. They were eleven and zero. So for whatever reason, I thought it was eight or seven games. No. They had a one-score game in 11 contests, and they won all 11 of them. Crazy enough, in the playoffs, it was a one-score game, and they lose to the Giants there. So uh, Vikings, uh, I mean, they are involved in a lot of close games. Um, since the beginning of last season, they've been involved in including the playoffs. Uh, let's see, 16 games. 16 games have been one-score games. That's crazy. Um, obviously, we used to have recently a 16 game uh, format. So, uh, you know, to not even be a year and a half from that time window going back to last year and I already have that many games be one score games. It's crazy to say the least. Uh, I have it a one score game. Shocker. Uh, Vikings, all four of their games have been one score games. Uh, three of the four chiefs games have been one score games. So I'm going to go Kansas city in this one. I think this is going to be one of those games where you're going to see both Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes do a lot of really good things. I think they're also going to make a mistake or two that they really wish they could have had back. And I think this is really going to come down to who makes the fewest mistakes. I think it's going to be that kind of a football game. The Vikings have been giving the way the ball more than any team in the NFL. So 
I think this is going to be a game where the Chiefs capitalize on those mistakes and they come away with a win. My score prediction, 28-24, Kansas City. Um, uh, Greg says, how you jabroni correctly? I, I'm guessing you're asking, how do you spell jabroni correctly? <laughs> um, J-A-B... R-O-N-I. Yeah, that's how, you, that's how you do it. How long did it take Peyton to beat every team again? Um, boy, I don't know. When did the Broncos play the Colts after he joined? I mean, it took him a very long time because he was with the Colts for so many years, though. Charlie says, glad the Vikings let Dalvin Cook go, though. Hopefully, McDuffie can shut down Jefferson. Yeah, that'll be a very exciting matchup, Charlie, for sure. Trent McDuffie, probably his biggest test in his career, and he's been a very good quarterback so far for the Chiefs. I know, statistically speaking, McDuffie has not thrived with that position. You know, quarterback, safety, we always think about pass deflections and interceptions. McDuffie has not really had a lot of those, uh, but he's been a very good lockdown corner, kind of like... I don't want to say Richard Sherman because Richard Sherman was just elite. Because I remember a point in time where Richard Sherman, teams of quarterbacks were not even throwing at his direction because they were just too scared of him. Ryan's asking, damn, Harrison Smith still around? Yeah. Um, I, I was looking up his, um, his Wikipedia. For some reason, I thought he was drafted in 2008. It was 2012. Uh, so he's been around a long time, but not that long. Uh, he was on the Pat McAfee show today. I didn't get a chance to listen to that. I'll listen a little later on. Uh, but says it will be good, a good opportunity for the NFL world to see how good McDuffie is. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Actually, a lot of people talking about McDuffie here. Um, Greg says you throw so much data. You got a job. How do you prepare? Also, do you sleep during the season? Uh, thank you. I appreciate the, uh, the compliments, Greg. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, this is, um, it's actually a really good. Okay, it, it, it's. I was complaining about journalists earlier in the podcast. Okay, it's really not that difficult for people. Like if like I'm not a journalist, but I do a podcast. I am obligated to give you guys information. If you guys are going to come uh, to me, whether it's on my page or on my podcast for information, well, I'm obligated to give you guys some information. I can't just sit here and say, yeah, they're one and three. They have Kirk Cousins. They have. Uh, Jefferson. Um, yeah, I, I listen to sports talk radio shows and you can honestly tell who does their research and who bullshits their way through a show. Um, it's really not that difficult. You got, you've got to, you've got to commit to it. Yeah. Um, and, and no, Greg, I'll tell you, people think this is my full-time job. This is not far from it. Um, shout out to my sponsors. I mean, they're awesome, but I'm not, I'm not living large. I promise you I'm not. People think I do. Um, uh, trust me, unless you're like Joe Rogan, who has a plethora of sponsors, nobody's living large off podcasting sponsors unless they have a bunch. Um, but yeah, man, it, it just you just got to do the research on it. Obviously, there are a lot of resources. I'm willing. I, listen, I guarantee you, I'm sure there is some valuable information that I missed that I didn't get a chance to, to tell any of you guys. Bro, Kelsey is going to have Taylor Swift. I don't know what that means, Lillian, but yes, he he does have Taylor Swift. Uh, Christopher is asking how many sacks. See, I, I mentioned I, I I'm sure I have information that I did not give you. This is one of them. It's actually a really good question. Um, I mentioned Ingram has given up. 
three. But Cousins, Mahomes has only been sacked twice. Cousins has been sacked 10 times. So at least more than two sacks per game. Eddie says Kirk is going. Oh, what's up, Eddie? Um, Kirk going to be an honorary chief for the game. He can't wait to give you all the ball. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, what do you guys think the score is going to be? Charlie says 31 to 24. I liked when we blew the Bears out. Can we just do that again? That'd be nice. Yeah, I, I'd like to see that also, Ryan. I don't know if that happens in this one. Oh, boy. Here we go. Eddie, hold on. Where's the block button on here? Eddie. <laughs> oh, boy. Seriously, though, like, I don't know why people think I'm a journalist. Just because you do a podcast. I know there are a lot of people who do a podcast and do a blog. And, and I know Eddie's just giving me shit. He's just joking. Eddie and I are good friends. Um, but there are a lot of people who do a podcast or a blog and they consider themselves a member of the media. No, you're not a member of the media. If you're talking to people, if you're talking to coaches, players, scouts, that kind of thing, then yeah, sure. I'll, I'll consider you a member of the media. Like you got to be doing that on a consistent basis. Uh, Christopher says 34, 21 chiefs. Okay. Okay. I see you. All right, uh, last topic. I promised I'd make this last, so if anyone that was annoyed by this wanted to go, you're welcome to go ahead. Although I encourage you guys to listen because I do have some things to say about this. The Kelsey brothers did respond to the craze, the whole like Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey coverage here. Both of them were very quick to say that this is being overdone. The NFL, uh, by the way, the Kelsey brothers, they said that the uh, that all the media uh, and fans are overdoing it. Um, the media just reported what their comments. And then the NFL came out with a statement. The NFL, I was surprised by this. The NFL generally does not respond to these kinds of things. There are a lot of things that receive responses, uh, reactions from fans in the media. But Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey telling the world that the NFL is overdoing it with the Taylor Swift thing, they decided to respond. I thought that was very interesting. That was my first reaction. Um, they didn't really say much in their um, in their statement other than that this whole thing between Kelsey and Swift is a huge moment for pop culture, which is true. Uh, and they also talk about, about how they try to keep up to date with trendy pop culture stuff. So if there's a, I can't recall the name of the actor who's like standing like this and looking at the camera from, I, I want to say it looks like he's from like one of those old popular sitcom shows from like the nineties. I can't remember his name. Some, someone please help me in the chat. I, the meme that's going viral. Um, uh, Christopher says, I thought you were a, a rich self-made millionaire guys. You got me. I'm chief Saholic. Uh, in disguise, I'm the one that uh, that has a lot of money. Um, uh, gosh, what is the name of the guy uh, in that meme? But anyway, uh, Kevin James. Yes, thank you, uh, thank you, uh, Ryan. Kevin James. That meme that's been um, going viral. Um, you know, when you see something like that go viral, well, guess what? Other people are gonna follow. I'm a Vegas Golden Knights fan. Obviously, Las Vegas has nothing to do with Kansas City. Um, but the Vegas Golden Knights are bringing up Taylor Swift in their broadcast. Like they're talking about Taylor Swift during their game preseason game broadcast. And the players were, they did a montage of different players singing different parts of Taylor Swift songs. And in their caption on social media, they said, it's your move, Travis Kelsey. Like everyone's trying to keep up with 
whatever everyone else is talking about. Um, the NFL even talked about how on Sunday morning with the London game, they had that Toy Story game. I watched a little bit of it. It, it was okay. I was impressed with the technology they used for that, but uh, neither here nor there. Um, I know a lot of people are saying, well, the NFL is overdoing it with constant camera shots for Taylor. Yeah, they did. Because that's why people were tuning in Sunday night. That I told you guys, I had a source close to NBC Sports uh, who told me that they were expecting playoff-like numbers. This ended up being the most watched event on television since Super Bowl 57. By the way, what do those two things have in common? A Chiefs victory. You're welcome. So, uh, hey, Tim Kalashaw said it last week. The Chiefs are America's team, and he's right. He absolutely is. But, you know... Let's be honest here. Why were people tuning into Sunday Night Football? Why, why were the majority of people watching Sunday Night Football? It's not because they were dying to see Patrick Mahomes versus Zach Wilson. No, they watched because of Taylor Swift. That's it. They Like whenever Pacheco scores a touchdown, instead of Pacheco's sweet dance, nope, you're going to see Taylor Swift on there. That's who they want to show. I think someone actually kept a tally, and it ended up being... 17 times they showed Taylor Swift from uh, pregame all the way to the end of the game. So there you go. Um, there's that. Um, listen, even Minneapolis is preparing for this. And I mentioned the mayor and their players uh, bringing up Taylor Swift. Uh, Jason Kelsey made a very interesting point on his podcast today where he talks about how in the NBA, um, at some point, like coming back from a commercial break, They'll show celebrities sitting courtside and they just quickly like, okay, here's this person. Here's this person. Here's that person. Here's this person. And here's this person. Okay, great. We're done. We move on. Like the NBA doesn't make a big deal about it. The only exception in NBA games would have to be Jack Nicholson, who, if I'm not mistaken, I think he attends every single Lakers game. Um, And so if there's like a game winning shot, yeah, they'll show Jack Nicholson's reaction because he's there every single time. I remember Jack Nicholson once shaved his head and was seen for the first time ball sitting courtside, and that was a big story. Um, but, you know, like Taylor Swift and the way she's attending Chiefs games is already a far bigger deal than any basketball game Jack Nicholson has ever attended for the Lakers. Um so Jason Kelsey's right. Like the NFL doesn't know how to handle celebrities. Yeah, they do what the NBA does for the Super Bowl, where they show the celebrities who are in-house for the Super Bowl. But for like a regular season game that Taylor Swift shows up to, it's a huge deal. And listen, we've seen uh, in Kansas City, at least we've seen Eric Stone Street, Paul Rudd, um, Jason Sudeikis, uh, Rob Riggle. Obviously, I've attended many Chiefs games over the years. Um and they don't make a big deal about it. Like they, they might show them coming out of a commercial break or during a timeout. And that's it. Like, hey, one celebrity. I remember um, I'm a huge fan of the show Survivor. And the host, Jeff Probst, is from Kansas. And he attended a Chiefs game. And on CBS, they were promoting uh, Survivor because that's on the same network as most of the Chiefs games. And it just so happened Jeff Probst was in attendance. So they showed a quick shot of him. Uh, but no, Jason's right. In general, they just don't know how to, the NFL does not know how to handle Taylor Swift is here. Oh my God. Not just Taylor Swift. Wolverine is here. Deadpool is here. Blake Lively is here. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have no idea who Blake Lively is. Um, look, here's what I'll say, because a lot of people get easily annoyed with this whole Taylor Swift thing. Listen, would you rather hear about this or would you rather hear about a story similar to Britt Reed? 
or a story similar to Jackson Mahomes and the legal issue he's going through right now. Um, this is harmless. Like no one's getting hurt because Taylor Swift, Kelsey's new lover, is in attendance for these games. I will say, like, and I've seen headlines already about um Kayla, who Travis Kelsey used to date. I don't know what she does. I think she's like a model and a television host, but I it's already gotten out there that she unfollowed. Brittany and Patrick like I don't care about that who cares um that's like that's shit that no one honestly cares about um my thing is just have fun with this okay I remember in 2012 Chiefs fans complained for so many years that they don't get primetime games that they don't get talked about and now you are the most talked about team in the last five years and it's only growing like, look at the list of things with the Chiefs. Five straight AFC title games, three Super Bowl appearances, winning two of them, two MVP winners. Um, now, I know, like, ever since this team's success, their personal lives have been a big deal. Obviously, Andy Reid's son, that was talked about for a very long time. Patrick Mahomes' personal life gets talked about a lot. Sometimes the Mahomes family, I don't think they handle social media well. I think they let it be known there's family drama sometimes. I don't agree with their way of making that stuff public. Um, Travis Kelsey's personal. Everyone knows who Travis Kelsey dated before Taylor Swift. So people know about um, some of these players that are personal lives. Remember um, Eric Hosmer dating Casey McDonald? Casey McDonald was dating uh, Aaron Murray. She was actually engaged to him. Uh, backup quarterback for the Chiefs. They break up and she dates Hosmer, who obviously is in the middle of a World Series run that year. And when the two of them post Instagram photos together, very, very close to, we, to uh, with each other, it, it was a huge deal. It was the number one story on the Kansas City Star's website. I'll never forget. I was working for the Kansas City Star at the time, and there was a Justin Bieber concert. And I, I, I swear to God, driving to work that night was hell because you have all these young girls that don't look both ways before they cross the street. Like you had to stop, even even if you like even if you had a green light, you had to stop because these girls did not know what they were doing. That same night, a bunch of Royals players were with their wives and girlfriends at that concert, and when they left, people swarmed them, and they were not letting them pass. Eric Hosmer and Casey McDonald walking down the street, leaving the concert, was a story. Um, the day when they posted Instagram photos together for the first time, that was the number one story on the Kansas City Stars website. And listen. I know Kansas City is not New York City or Chicago or L.A. or Miami, but this is still a very busy city. There's a lot that's always going on on both sides of the state line. There's always a lot to cover, but everybody cared more about Casey McDonald and Eric Hosmer being Instagram official than anything else. I remember Sam Brownback had like a controversial comment about same-sex marriage that same day uh, that had it was actually making national news. The Casey McDonald, Eric Hosmer thing was the number one story on the Kansas City Star's website. So, yeah, even the people that get annoyed by this, they comment and they click on these articles contributing to these statistics. Um, that's what's happening with the Taylor Swift. Listen, going back to like the past few years, there were two Kansas City Chiefs super fans that got into a fist fight at the game. That became a national story. You all know about the Chiefsaholic story. That has been a national weird story for like 10 months now. Um, 
the things that have been going on with this football team. Now, listen, the, 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 obviously robbing a bank, like that's a serious thing. But the fact that this guy robbed banks because he, he this was his way of being able to afford premium chief seats. The idea is kind of funny. Like it is. I'm sorry. It just is. My point here is just relax. Like nobody's dying. This isn't serious, um, which, yeah, I get it. Yeah, this isn't serious. We have more pressing matters in our world to discuss. Like, look at um, uh, look at uh, our military and how they're treated poorly when they come home. Uh, the things they deal with and the resources that are not available for them. Like, we should be making a bigger deal out of that than Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, right? Like, th that's not a question here. Um, but if, um, but if CNN or Fox news and listen, I don't care if you like those networks or not, that's, this is not the point. My point is if a uh, cable news network posts a story about world hunger or uh, abuse or, um, violence, military help, those things don't get a lot of reactions, but if you post a story about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, it's going to get a lot of clicks. Don't blame the media for this. The media can only go off what you're talking about. Um, if Isaiah Pacheco is dating somebody from the WNBA, no one's going to care. With all due respect, Isaiah Pacheco is not a household name per se. I love Isaiah Pacheco. I've been I've been saying great things about him since he got drafted. Uh, and the WNBA is not the biggest deal in the world, unfortunately. It's still a very uh, it's still a growing sport. Okay, let's say that. So no one's gonna care if Isaiah Pacheco dates a W. Darren Waller. I think he's married to a WNBA player. Did anyone, does anyone care about that? Maybe Raiders fans at the time he was a Raiders fan when they got, uh, he was a Raiders player, excuse me, when they got married, but it wasn't a big deal ultimately. Um, so, you know, prominent people get this kind of attention. That's just the, that's just the truth at the end of the day. Um, let me see what you guys are saying. Cause I've been talking for a very long time on this subject and I know you guys definitely have some things that you want to, uh, respond to. They talked about Swift and Kelsey on WWE Raw. I did see that. Uh, I think you're referring to when they showed um, George Kittle sitting out uh, front row. Isn't she going back on tour again in a month? This will pass soon. Why didn't they ask her to play at the Super Bowl instead of Usher? That's what a lot of people were saying. Uh, like, Because even before Taylor Swift attended the game, people said, why not? Everyone's talking about her. Let's have her perform a Super Bowl. Um, I guarantee you, like, if... If um, if Taylor Swift attended a game two weeks sooner, I think she would have gotten the deal. I really, really, really do. Um, but that didn't happen. You just watched Survivor. We've been watching the show since the first season. Jeff used to work at Boeing here. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, Jeff is from Wichita. Jeff is from Wichita. I will say this. that The girl who, um, on the tribe that lost... The one who like comes up, they, they make her look like a narcissist. And listen, these are edited television shows. Um, they make people come off a certain way 99% of the time, but like when they're really not bossy or controlly. Uh, but I love the show. I love the show. I, I love competition reality shows. That's the only reality show I watch. So shows like Survivor, The Challenge, I love those shows. I'll watch those any day. Um, yeah, see, Ryan brings up a great point. The biggest like national story that's not football related that are that's 
about the Chiefs? Yeah, was Javon Belcher. Um, I mean, listen, obviously, Patrick Mahomes' family, they've made a lot of headlines, a majority of them, not for very good reason. It's mostly been negative. But, yeah, I mean, um, in general, like, before Mahomes, what was, like, a story that people talked about Chiefs-related that wasn't on the field? Yeah, I think Ryan's right. It might have been that incident right there, unfortunately. I'd rather be in the news for Taylor Swift than that whole order. Yeah, 1,000%. Your friend, oh, you're friends with Michael Holloway. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, I remember Michael Holloway. I was actually surprised he was not on um, the all-winter season that they did a couple of years ago. I actually thought he was um, one of the better winners, but that's cool you're friends with him. Yeah, he's... He was, uh, he was a lot of fun to watch that year. Um, that was a really good season. I remember that season. Kel- Kelsey Sweet Swift, leave the kids alone. I don't know what that means. Uh, um, I mean, listen, again, like, it's not the worst thing in the world to be in the news for. Um, it's just, you know, and I'll say this. Like, the first game, okay, it was cute. The second game was a primetime game. Is it going to start to get annoying after a while? Yeah, I can see that. But, man, again, it's like, is this the worst thing in the world? No. Far, far from. There are worse things in this world that deserve our anger and energy. So, that's just my thoughts on it. Anyway, that'll do it for this episode of the Chief Zone. This is a really good podcast. Uh, this has been one of the longer uh, Chief Zone podcasts that we've done since the uh, show came back this summer. So big thanks to all of you guys. Hey, a lot of great comments tonight. This is actually one of our more, most watched uh, pregame shows uh, this season. So thank you guys so much for tuning in, commenting, all that stuff. If you haven't done so already, please follow the page. We just started a new giveaway. We're giving away a Patrick Mahomes jersey. So if you haven't done so... Uh, check that out on Instagram and on X. Uh, also, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the Chief Zone YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com slash at the Chief Zone and you'll find it. It's a fairly new YouTube page. I'm going to start using that a lot more. Going to post a lot more content on there. So please uh, subscribe to that if you haven't done so already. Big shout out to our sponsors, SeatGeek and Manscaped. Check those guys out if you haven't done so already and use the promo codes for their Farzine for SeatGeek and Farzine24 Manscaped. My name is Farzine Vasugan. Thank you guys once again for spending your night with me. I am out of here. I'll talk to you guys for our Red Friday live chat this Friday night. Until then, enjoy the rest of your week.